people. Hello, Warriors. Another episode of your favorite professional wrestling podcast. It is Talk is War with your hosts, Alpha Z and Hades. And yes, you heard that right because Hades is, I, I believe he's the only one joining us today. Today is going to be a very, very special episode for you, Warriors. Because we are saying goodbye to season three. Gotta say, I never thought we would make it this far. How do you feel, Hades? I never thought we'd make it past season one. Ah, man. It's crazy. It it really is. Well, like I said, we have a very exciting show for you guys today. That's because we are going to be talking about the Brawl for All. One of the most controversial topics within professional wrestling and... I got to say, no matter what anyone says about it, it makes for one hell of a story. So, uh, Without further ado, let's go ahead and dive right into the show. Let's go ahead and get some fan mail, why don't we? Okay, so Jake is at the beach on a special, mis- blah, special mission, relaxing. And um, what did Dylan say he was doing? He had to go pick up a bed frame. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> oh, you know what that means. I'm pretty sure he's still <laughs> okay, single, okay. so. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. No, I feel bad, though. I had to get rid of um, a couple beds one time because I live, like, right in the woods. So, bed bugs. It sucks. Ooh, but, fuck. You know. Yeah, man, I hate it. I hated it. All right, let's go ahead and start off. Oh, wait, what what were you going to say? I'm from the ghetto. I know that feeling. (laughs) All right, let's see here. Okay, first piece of fan mail today. Uh, This is from Vinny Jack. No last, or actually, yeah, he does have a last name, but I don't know if that's his real name. I I think that may be a play on Vinny Mac, maybe. Uh, it sounds like or Benny anyway, Mac, maybe this guy's from, yeah, this guy's from New York, Vinny Jack is a cool name, and he says, "Hey, talk is war." Big fan of the show. Thank you, Vinny. You guys should talk more about vintage professional wrestling. It's interesting to hear younger fans interested in the era of when wrestling was the best. Thank you, uh, Vinny. You know, sending in that question. And we tried to do this. Um, we tried to do the show multiple times, but uh, couldn't exactly do it. We just had complications left and right. So not going to go into detail, but, you know, um, I've been sitting on this question. I, re- I really have. And I got to say that, you know, it, a lot of people say, yeah, it was the best back then with, you know, uh, Harley Race and the Funk Brothers, the Briscoes, Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair and Luthez, you know, all, all the classics, you know. But, you know, um, you don't really hear a lot of uh, younger fans talking about that. Uh, Hades, what do you think? Well, a lot of younger fans aren't going to get introduced to those unless their parents who introduced them at some point have tapes or stuff or tell them about it. Um, like I, I got introduced to the older generation by a video that I bought for my dad for Christmas years ago. And it had highlights of Vince McMahon, Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes and a couple of the others. 
But I don't agree with the statement that the old era is the best era. I I full on think that the best era to the person, because it's going to be opinion based heavily. I think the best era to the person oh, is, totally, the, yeah. is the era that they got introduced into. So I got introduced in Ruthless Aggression era with Stone Cold, The Rock, John Cena when he was new, Randy Orton when he was new. Great era. So in my opinion, that's the best era because that was the era that I got introduced to, introduced to professional wrestling in. Now, if you're in the age group of 30 and 40, between 30 and 40, that older era is going to be the greatest generation because that's the generation you got introduced to. And now you've got the kids era, the kid friendly era, which is what a lot of the teenagers and younger kids are watching now. So in the future life, that's going to be there that they're going to consider that the best era. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is honestly highly opinion based with, uh, with this topic, but you know, interesting one anyway. So we're, definitely going to be talking about that later in the future of this podcast now i will say i will say all of us do know a decent amount about our wrestling history so we can effectively being as young as we are being in our 20s we can still effectively talk about the older generation of wrestling but it's oh oh yeah it's still going to be purely opinion based because that's what we've always done Oh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, we we do know, you know, a bit of old wrestling. Um, I mostly know it because uh, my family has been uh, interested in professional wrestling for as long as I can remember. Not everyone, but good, decent amount of people in my family. Hell, some of them even lived up to being a professional wrestler, which is pretty cool. But, um, you know, even if you don't know uh, common wrestling knowledge, even if you don't know you know, uh, the greats from the Attitude Era or from uh, the 60s, 70s, and 80s, or if you don't know, you know, who was the greatest of Ruthless Aggression Era, you know, even if you don't know your stuff, like, if even if, if you don't have uh, the, the trivia mind, it, it doesn't matter, you know, you can be a, a fan of this sport even if you're, you know, into old wrestling or you're into only today's wrestling, you know, it's... Yeah, fans can be toxic, man. They really can. Oh yeah, like you can you can see that watching old video reels from and reels from today. You can see it with every era where fans will the minute a wrestler fucks up with anything, fans will jump on them faster than flies on shit. Wrestling. A lot of people shit on it today. But, I mean, it's still, you know, it's still wrestling. It hasn't really, you know, changed all that much. But I will say one thing. Back then, the, the older era of wrestling, back in, like, 1960s and 70s, when if you wanted to go to, you know, see a wrestling show, you would go to the local auditorium, you know, or you would go to the, uh, the amphitheater or, you know, wherever they have these, these local wrestling shows. And you would see, like, men. You know, like men, like not not a lot of baby face young guys that you see today, but a lot of big fucking muscly, sometimes even bigger. That's there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, 
let let's move on. Okay, gonna do another here. This one is from James W. from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. The interesting thing about this one: this is our very first piece of Canadian fan mail because we just gained uh, uh, Canada as one of the uh, countries that we have followers in. So thank you for listening to us, Canada. And James W. writes, just recently saw Eddie Kingston on AEW Dynamite on Wednesday night. I didn't know who he was, but it said he was an 18-year veteran in professional wrestling. I did a little research to see who he was and saw that he was in Impact for a long time with LAX and was also in Evolve. Are you guys familiar with him? Oh, for sure. Uh, Eddie Kingston, yeah. Uh, Not only was he in uh, Impact and Evolve, but he was also in the NWA for a very long time. And, you know, I've always really admired his character and the way he puts people over. He can really carry himself. He's a good worker. He's not very sloppy. You know, I can only say good things about Eddie Kingston, you know, and uh, Hades, I know you didn't watch it, but he slammed Cody into thumbtacks, man. You should have saw it. Oh, Coolest shit. thing ever. Now, now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, my girl was with me, and she's not really into wrestling, but, you know, she'll she'll uh, take a few glimpses at it. I don't really force her or anything. And <laughs> so I was watching it, and Eddie goes over to the um, – to under the ring because it was a no disqualification match for the TNT championship. So Eddie pulls out a burlap sack. So I'm like, Oh, okay. You know, he was part of LAX. He'll, he'll you know, it's a blackjack. He'll, it's got like coins or whatever in it. It's a blunt object, but then he gets in the ring and the thumbtacks just dump all out. And uh, I heard Treasure say, oh, my God, because that's that, that, that's her name, Treasure. It's a beautiful name, I know. But uh, she was like, oh, my God. And then, and I gasped, too, because I wasn't expecting that. And, yeah, uh, that, that happened. <laughs> it was crazy. I'm sure you would have loved it, Hades. But um, <laughs> yeah, any, yes, anyway, the, the anyway. biggest fan of ECW on the pod on the podcast would yeah. have loved the blood and gore said of AEW. Yes. See, so uh, do, do, are you familiar with uh, with uh, Eddie Kingston at all, Fabies? I am familiar with Eddie Kingston from his Impact era days, um, and I have I have seen reels of him. With his in recent, um, but yeah, Ed, Eddie was a ruthless bastard back in Impact, and he still is. But he's perfected his style a whole lot more and just made it prettier and smoother. Yeah, I, I'd say so too. And honestly, I didn't know he was. I knew he was in the business for a long time, but I had no idea he was in it for eighteen years. That's a that's a that's a pretty good track record, if you ask me. But, I mean, if you ask anyone, hell. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you guys for sending in questions. Thank you, James W. from Montreal. And uh, let's keep on going here. This one's for Switchblader. We're going to save that for him. Uh, let's see here. 
Okay, here we go. Uh, last one for you guys since, you know, we I kind of picked out the questions, but not everyone is here. So, you know, we're, we're just going to do a little bit. This one is from Lyle. No last name from Brisbane, Australia. This guy has written into us before, I think. What are your guys' thoughts on Nia Jax? Nia is is amazing. I, I love Nia. Um, she has a really good presence in her. I love the energy that she brings. She's um, not really used the way I want to her to be used now because if they use her properly, they can make her a good, strong heel, a real aggressive heel. Or, you know, they can make her a powerhouse face like they do with, you know, uh, Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, Big E, you know, some of those some of those guys. But um, Naya, she messes up here and there. But, you know, who doesn't? Who doesn't? And I think people have been very, very shitty towards her for a very long time. And she didn't really she didn't she didn't do anything. You know, I love Naya. And uh, there was something else I wanted to say about her, but I can't, I can't figure out what it was. I was going to say something about, uh, ah, man, I can't remember. Uh, I'll come back to it. Um, ladies, uh, what about you? Uh, what are your thoughts on Nia Jack? Oh, I absolutely love Nia. She's, she is definitely in my top five of women's wrestlers. <clears throat> she carries herself like a fucking tank. She she brawls with the best of them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And, um, Oh, I figured it out. I figured it out. Um, what I was going to say, she can work with men. That's, that, that's incredible. I mean, uh, how many, how many, um, times you ever hear of someone like, uh, Charlotte Flair or Sasha Banks or, any other wrestler today that can wrestle a guy? No, I mean, or or at least like, um, like Nia can, you know? Oh, I completely agree. The last time we really saw a woman wrestler be able to go against men the way Nia did does is China. Absolutely. Thank you for noticing that. And no, we are not saying that. You know, China is, or uh, Nia Jax is the modern day China, or that she's better than China, or anything like that. We're saying that she has that. She has that. She's she's a bit taller, and she knows what she's doing in the ring. And you know, she the thing about the thing about China, or no, no, sorry, <laughs> the thing about Nia Jax is a lot of the women of you know Raw and SmackDown. They're not her size, you know, like, I mean, Naya is what, like six, six foot one. No, she's like like six, three and she weighs easily 300 pounds. I'm pretty sure. sure. Well, I'm, I'm not sure. um, Yeah, that, that might be right. I'm not sure. I don't really look at the measurements of everyone, but. Uh, from what I see, you know, um, a lot of the women are smaller than her. So it, it's probably harder for her to, you know, uh, work with smaller, smaller women. I mean, if you think about it, when she's wrestled men, she didn't, 
you know, she, she handled herself kind of better. You know? Yeah, she. It seems like she has to pull a lot when she's with the girls. Yeah, I, I, I think so, too. Because with... We love Naya. We have nothing nothing wrong, you know, nothing bad to with say her about her. With her size by itself, know. she could snap. If she got properly angry and went at the girls with her full force, she could snap the women the WWE women's division like twigs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let's hope that they use her better and let's hope that fans can be a little more accepting and not body shame or not, you know, pry on or not pry. (laughs) Don't thrive on their mistakes. You know, that's not what we do. It's not what we do as professional wrestling fans. We don't do that no, but- kind of stuff. And you know what, Hades? You, I, I want to say something. To all you fans that are toxic, you make me sick. None of us here at Battlefield <laughs> Productions or Talk is War endorse body shaming or any hate, hate or toxic comments at all. So if you want to throw that out, we don't want you listening. Absolutely not. Yes. Yes. So thank you, Lyle, for sending that in. And uh, hang on, let me let me see if there's any more actually. Okay, you know what? What um, that is going to be it for fan mail, and um, let's go ahead and uh, move on to the pro wrestling vocab segment of the day. Something we haven't done in such a long time, but you know what? I I felt like I needed to hear. Um, Needed people to hear this word. All right. Today's pro wrestling vocab term of the day is dusty finish. A dusty finish is where a wrestler, typically a baby face or a face, whatever you guys know, wins a match only to have it reversed after the match on a technicality. It's usually involving a championship belt. And this was named after the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, because Dusty would have those type. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. Uh, Dusty would have those types of finish uh, with, um, you know, Crockett Promotions, uh, NWA, and uh, I think WCW back then too. But uh, anyway, uh, he would always be, you know, with someone like uh, Ric Flair, and he would always win it. But then they would have it reversed because, oh, you know, the, his foot was on the rope or, you know, something else. That is called a dusty finish and usually involves a baby face because that's that's why they call it a dusty finish because uh, Dusty was a very strong face back then because he was, you know, the blue collar uh, son of a plumber, you know, that that kind of thing. So I can't really think of any. Any good examples? There, right there's now, but, uh, there's a couple yeah, that have to do with Lesnar. I I have seen that before too. I I can't remember which exact year this was, but they did it with with him and uh, Rollins. I, actually, I think it was like 2014. Yeah, it was either 2014 or 2015. Whenever. Uh, Seth was on his uh, WWE championship reign and he had that whole, you know, power high. And, um, yeah, it's, something like that happened. The one with Rollins was uh, his shoulders weren't down. And then there's another, there's another was one it, with Lesnar like to where Lesnar 
had hit was half out of the ring. Like they said, he was half out of hmm. the halfway out of the ring. Like Lesnar is like six seven. If Lesnar was half out of the ring, they'd fuck. We would have fucking seen it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can't really think of any examples of a dusty uh, of a dusty finish right now, or I would give them to you guys. But um, I just know I yeah I know okay. Dusty had that it happen to him a it. lot. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, he was a strong face, so you know they always had to have something bad happen to a good guy. Yeah. Okay, so. We are talking about something incredibly interesting today, and it is called the Brawl for All. If you guys haven't heard of this, this is a legitimate boxing tournament that took place in 1998, and it was put together by former writer of WWF magazine, uh, Vince Russo, who was also a creative agent. And... uh, well, we're just going to talk about the Brawl for All. Uh, we're going to talk about, you know, some opinions. Uh, we're not going to get super into the full details of what happened, but we're going to give you the whole rundown of the big story behind it. And, uh, well, Hades, uh, do you want to go ahead and, uh, you know, say something about the Brawl for uh, All? Yeah, I, I found the fact that they actually did this very interesting. The fact that the fact that they had a full on single elimination tournament, blow for blow, mm-hmm. multi match thing like that, especially with WWF at that time period. Yeah, and the fact that this is a legitimate like fight, you know, it it that's that's pretty cool, you know. All right. Let us go ahead and dive in here. Uh, We are going to be addressing uh, some more news about Season 4 later on in the show. So don't go anywhere, Warriors, if you guys are worrying about, you know, next coming season or any announcements that we may have. We will get to those. We swear. So please, please just listen. Okay. (laughs) Okay. The Brawl for All. So here's the story behind it. Um. Basically, it was a huge, I believe it was 16, yeah, 16 total uh, participants in this tournament. It was two months long. And uh, this all happened because of JBL, John Bradshaw Layfield. Or at the time, he was just called Bradshaw. But anyway, this all happened because of uh, JBL was bragging in the locker room uh, one, one day. And he was saying that he could beat everyone in the locker room in a legitimate fight. Or uh, I'm not exactly sure what he said, but uh, something along the lines of that. So Vince Russo, who was a uh, the head writer of WWF magazine and was also an executive producer. And he was pretty much the main – he was the creator of the Attitude Era. So he had a lot of say-so in production and you know whatnot. And Vince Russo heard JBL bragging, and he said, you know what? Let's do it. So he brought the idea to Vince McMahon of the idea of a legitimate prize-fighting tournament 
to see who the toughest guy legitimately is. And the prize was seventy five grand, seventy five thousand dollars, and um, the the winner also got to get a push and work with uh, then WWF champion Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, okay, let's see here. Uh, the tournament was two months long, and there were sixteen total participants, and those participants were. Bradshaw, also known as JBL, uh, Too Cold Scorpio, Mark Marrow, The Godfather, also known as Papa Shango, uh, Bart Gunn from the Midnight Express, Hardcore Bob Holly, who was also part of the Midnight Express at that time, uh, Darren Drozdov, also known as Draz to many people, a former uh, UFC champion, uh, UFC Hall of Famer, Triple Crown winner, Dan Severn, Sabio Vega, Road Warrior Hawk, Steve Blackman, Mark Canterbury, Quebecer Pierre, Dr. Death, Steve Williams, 8-Ball, and Brackus. And these were, uh, this was a course uh, uh, strictly voluntarily, so, you know, it, they didn't force anyone to be in this tournament. But, um, yeah, yeah, those are the uh, participants there. And this was a two-month-long tournament. So, uh, Hayden, anything to say? Uh, right I, I just, I'm going to go over, the, like, the last match of the bulk brawl for all. I love the fact that Bradshaw was the one bragging his ass off, and Bart Gunn was the one who won. Bart Gunn wasn't favored yeah. to win at Spoiler all. Alert, Bart first. Gunn was favored to lose in the first round. Exactly. Yeah. And he yes. and he got so, to and he got go to exceed on a technicality. Blackman Blackman won the match. Yeah. yeah. But he was injured, so Bart Gunn had to fill in. Yeah. Was that what happened? Wait, okay, wait. So Blackman was injured yeah. and Yeah, Blackman was forced to withdraw due to an injury sustained in training and was uh no. Yeah, Blackman was forced to Yeah, Blackman was forced to quit because he won the bout against Bradshaw to begin against Mark Miro to begin with. Hmm. Well, I didn't know that. Well, um, uh, yeah, let, let's go ahead and, you know, talk about that. Um, the whole winner of this, of this thing was Bart Gunn, who uh, at the time was a tag team competitor and, Pretty much, I wouldn't say he's a jobber exactly, but he was a B, uh, I'd say maybe a C plus player, something like that. I'm not exactly sure. He wasn't, he wasn't the rock, you know, or he wasn't, you know, Triple H back then. He wasn't big. No one knew who the fuck he was. So, uh, obviously, no one knew the legitimate power that he had. And therefore, a lot of people, you know, downplaying him had, um, you know, 
not realize that this guy's actually, you know, a tough son of a bitch. You know, he can hold himself in a fight. So, uh, you know, they say it's the worst idea to ever happen, but I got to say it's one hell of a story. And the reason why this is a really bad, you know, um, a really bad uh, idea, I would say, is because you're taking them out of their element. Plus, you know, th- th- there's a lot of head trauma, you know, that goes on in boxing. And uh, back then, they didn't know about all that stuff like we do today. So, you know, people got fucked up. Not just brain trauma, but, you know, with just, you know, muscles and fucking broken bones. I just fucking everything, man. But uh, anyway, let's move on here. Uh, let's see. Uh, the winner was Bart Gunn after defeating Bob Holly, Bradshaw, The Godfather, and Dr. Death, Steve Williams. So the first match uh, that, or, yeah, that uh, Bart did was with uh, Bob Holly. And, you know, they say that it was random selection and all, but it, he pointed out something. There is no way that that was a coincidence. Two guys that were part of a tag team, knew each other for years, to put them together, like in in the same match against each other. Come on, that that ain't. Oh, nothing. Sense. Nothing beats the fact that Dan Severn bitched out saying he didn't have anything to prove, and that's why the Godfather moved on. That is true, but then again, Dan Severn, you know, if if he really didn't have anything to prove, then why? Because he, he bitched withdrew? out. He won the bout, but yeah. he withdrew, saying he had nothing to exactly. prove. Exactly, and exactly, I can understand where he was coming from. Severn was a multi champion in the UFC, so boxing would have been more in his element. So Severn could have. Severn could have taken the all-time win, but. He could have. He could have went in, got 75 grand, got to work with Austin, and probably became WWF champion. Add that to his resume. But no, he had nothing to prove. Well, I don't think at this time, at that time, it was really about the money. It was probably about the title. Yeah, I'd say so, but. You know, if I was offered $75,000 to be in a boxing tournament with, let's see, 15 other toughest bastards in the back, I'd, in a heartbeat, I would do it. Come on. Yeah, I'm, and I, I suck at boxing. I don't, I don't think I've ever attempted it before. But anyway, let's move on. Uh, you know, back then with this, you had a lot of people back in the um, – a lot of people – and the creative team, or well, not really the creative team, but they, a lot of people were um, behind the scenes. You had people like Jim Cornette. You had, of course, Vince Russo, the mastermind of it all. You had um, Pat Patterson. You had Bruce Pritchard. And um, uh, I think Jim Ross was part of it, too. And, you know, they had a lot of different opinions that flew in about this tournament but you know Vince he he got his way with Vince McMahon you know 
not a lot of people can say that they can do that. So I just want to point that out about Vince Russo. And uh, let's see. Uh, Bart Gunn, he also defeated Bradshaw, ironically, because Bradshaw is technically the guy who started it all. And I got to say, Bradshaw was pretty close in the fight. Uh, let's see what else. The Godfather, who got uh, fucked up, man. He he got a real nasty uh, leg injury, uh, something with his leg, like a whole thing, like bruised up. But he got knocked out pretty hard. And, of course, there's Dr. Death, Steve Williams. This is the greatest, the greatest upset. In yeah, he was fully favored to win. You know why? Because... He was fully favored to win. Not only that, but this is a legitimate fight, man. This this actually happened. Like, you know, like in real life and without, you know, kayfabe, you can say this happened because he actually did it, you know? Or you know what I mean. But anyway, so in the middle of the fight, you know, of course, Dr. Death being Dr. Death really put up a fucking fight. You know, this guy was a multi-time uh, all American, you know, and I've seen his tapes in Japan, and he he fucked people up, you know. And um, yeah, he was a beast. Uh, Steve Williams, yeah, oh yeah, totally. That's why they call him Doctor Death, man. They, they, he earned that nickname. But uh, anyway, you know, Steve was holding his own, but in the middle of it, pulled his hamstring, so he essentially became a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. And, of course, you know where this is going. So Bart Gunn fucking took advantage of that, put Doc out of his misery. And, you know, I want to say that this is a very happy ending. I want to say that. But nothing good came out of this. Absolutely nothing. You know why? Because not a single person went over on that tournament. Not a single person. A lot of people got fucked up. A lot of people got humiliated. And even the winner. Yes, I, I believe he got the $75,000. But, dude, uh, like Hades was saying, for a long time in the back, he was being, you know, uh, he wasn't being taken seriously because, that you know, Dr. Death was the biggest favor to win, you know? See, Bart Gunn hadn't made a name for himself by that time. He was fairly new. Into the into the WWF world when oh yeah, yeah. the brawl for all happened. Yeah, yeah, because uh, back um, at that time he was working with um, with uh, Billy Gunn, and uh, they were called the Smoking Guns. But um, you know, before then, of course, yeah, he worked with uh, Bob Holly and uh, the New Midnight Express, and uh, he had been fairly new. But he was still known, you know. Uh, of course, like no one back in um, WWF didn't really know him because, um, of course, that's when he then got on major TV. That was the biggest company then, you know. Um, but with, you know, back then, whenever he was working with Bob Holly, people knew him, but, you know, they they didn't really you know, take him serious. So maybe that's why I don't know. I don't know. But, um, honestly, my pick for this, if I was, if I was a fan back then, my pick would have been Mark Marrow 
solely because he had previously been a Golden Gloves champion. And, you know, he was quite the athlete, too. I mean, if, if you see him pull off a moonsault, you know, he's he's got it. Or a shooting star. Too, see, you know? my, my, fa- my favorite to win, if I would have been, well, we were, I was alive, but I wasn't old enough to watch. I would have, I would have picked Brackus. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I didn't, I didn't expect him to perform the way. Oh, nobody he did. did <laughs> God, man, Brackus, Brackus was terrible. I can't believe he was that bad. But it, yeah, Brackus was a big guy, and he, he went over people like uh, Mark Marrow and, and. Uh, I think he was a bit bigger than Steve Blackman, and I know for damn sure he was he was <laughs> bigger than Bart Gunn too. So, ah, uh, that's correct. Well, like I've said before, not bad of a tournament for the entertainment factor, but a terrible idea. A terrible idea. A lot of people got seriously hurt, and not one person benefited from participating in that tournament. But one hell of a story because it is, it, it's the underdog story, you know. Bart Gunn, no one knew who the fuck you know he was, and no one had any faith in him that he was somehow going to crawl to the top, somehow defeat Doctor Death, the boss fight, and work with Austin. So, you know that if that's not uh, the purest underdog story ever. In the history of professional wrestling, I don't know what is. And no, I'm not saying this is the best. I'm just saying this is the purest solely because this is this is legit, you know. And not to say that anything in professional wrestling isn't legitimate, but you get what I mean. Uh, Hades, any any uh, any other words about? I can agree that Bart Gunn's jump to fame from the Brawl for All was highly unexpected. And yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. We will get more to that. We will definitely get more to that. Uh, the post uh brawl for all. But all right, yeah, I can agree that the brawl for all was a good idea in concept. But execution was absolutely awful. A lot of people sustained a few people actually sustained career-ending injuries due to the brawl for all. So, and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was, it was just, it, it wasn't even the money grab. It was, it, it was a who, it was a who's dick bigger contest is what the brawl for all ended up being. <laughs> uh, I mean, they did kind of figure out who the toughest son of a bitch back then was, though. I, I, I will say that. Mission accomplished. I mean, don't fuck with Bart Gunn. But, um... Ah, man, I feel like I was going to say something else. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's go ahead and uh, talk about the post, you know, Brawl for All. Um, nothing. Nothing, like, you know, major happened with anyone after the Brawl for All. Um, thousand eight when he just left. I don't know if he was released or not, but you know he's he's gone. 
Um, the Godfather, I think he still continued. Um, I'm, not, I'm not exactly sure about everyone. Uh, Dr. Death was out of the company after this was over, shortly after, I believe. Uh, Dan Severn, obvious. Uh, Savio Vega, I believe, was out. Uh, a lot, you know, I, I don't really think I can get to everyone, but uh, something I do want to say uh, about Darren Drozdov, okay? Now, yes, he didn't win the tournament. You know, he, he didn't really get that far in either, but <sighs> there is something that happened to Draws that I will never get over. If you guys have never heard of Darren Drozdov, um, he was, you know, of course, kind of the Bart Gun level, but maybe a little less known than that. But there was one day where, uh, this was, of course, after the tournament, he was doing a match with, I think, yeah, it was D'Lo, D'Lo Brown. And he had a power bomb on him, but Darren didn't get up. Cut out for a second, but uh, Draws didn't get up from the power bomb from D'Lo. That power bomb paralyzed him for life, and this is why I get so upset when you know people say that wrestling is fake and that it's not you know legitimate because Draws went into a match. Not even a title match, just a regular match, a filler, you know, one move, and he's paralyzed for the rest of his life. This, what we do and what they do, what, what professional wrestlers do is not fake. You can't fake uh, being paralyzed like that or, or uh, you can't fake actual injuries. Or well, I mean, I guess you can, but actual injuries you can't. So <sighs> I will never forget about that man. I I cried so hard when I read that story. I saw the footage. Ah, so when, terrible. When man. I heard it, it really when I... was. They 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 still have it because it was uh they still have it because it was a it was a TV taping. It was a uh, raw, I believe. Oh, were you about to say something, Hades? Go. I mean, I saw the I saw the footage and him just lying there, kind of like the whole the whole crowd went quiet, like the whole arena went completely silent because nobody knew what the fuck just happened. Yeah, yeah, and no one exactly knew at first because they just thought, oh, you know, he's selling it or. But then you see D'Lo uh, talk to the ref, and then he talked to Draz while he was on the ground. And then they, you know, th- they had people come out and they, you know, said, you know, try to get him up and everything. And then they fucking stretched him out. And no, you know, D'Lo and him aren't, you know, on bad terms or anything. It's no one's fault, you know. It's an accident. But yeah the the move just the move just didn't land right. It's. Yeah, I'm I'm not exactly sure how it like um 
I can't go. I I don't know all the details about it, but it, you know, if you watch the footage, one move when he lands, a twist happens, and then you just see him ragdoll down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now the good thing is, Draws is still alive today, and. You know, uh, he he actually uh, regained a bit of movement in his arms, I believe. So that's good. That that's that's amazing. I didn't even know you could do that. If you get paralyzed, you can somehow regain movement, which is that's pretty cool. But um, you know, something upset that you know, something very upsetting that can happen, uh, devastating. Not even upsetting, devastating. That can happen easily. Not with just professional wrestling, but with with anything. So, well, um, enough about draws for now. And well, I, I guess that's that is it for uh, the brawl for all. Unless uh, you have anything, I else actually to do. Say, anything to say? About I actually the brawl do. For I all? have. I have. I okay, have what ahead. to. I have something to say about the aftermath of brawl for all. The fact that Holly and Blackman were so upset with Gunn that they forced him off stage. And then at WrestleMania 15, WWF did the dirtiest fucking trick I've ever seen done to a wrestler. (laughs) They had an actual professional boxer who had who was proper golden gloves, multiple championship KO boxer, Butterbean come out and knock gun the fuck out and then fired him right after. <laughs> Jesus man. Because he lost. Not, not all. Okay. The, <laughs> that's fucking. Oh God. Or no, 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 it was, it was because no. he won. No, but, he like... didn't. Gun didn't win. Butterbean knocked his ass out in 35 seconds, and they fired him. Oh, oh, no, no. I thought you, I thought you meant about the tournament, not because no, he, because he, you know. But anyway. Um, no, they did the yeah. Butterbean, Butterbean fight because he won ass, the tournament. Man. He won the original Brawl for All, and then they did a Brawl for All match with a proper professional boxer. Yeah, yeah. But um, the thing is, the whole time while that was happening was um, they, they had him, they sent Bart to a boxing camp or a boxing gym or whatever. So he, that he could train to box. But the thing is at that time, he was a boxer. Then he wasn't a professional wrestler. So he didn't have the same movement as he did as a pro wrestler. So he kind of sucked more. Yeah. He didn't have the speed. You know what I mean? Cause like, um, yeah, yeah, I'd say that. But whenever he was Bart Gunn, when he was doing the Brawl for All tournament uh, before, you know, Butterbean and WrestleMania and all that, he was, you know, he, he worked better, you know, and he had better movement. He had better control. Just so many things I could. <sighs> but why did they have to do that, dude? Like Vince was sitting there and he was like, oh, well. I guess he won, so let's fucking put him against fucking Butterbean. <laughs> like, why? Why? They didn't even live up to, to what they said. They said he was going to get 75 grand, which he did. They said he was going to work with Austin, 
and you know all that, but that didn't happen. No, he he never got so, the match with Austin. You know. No, no, and he uh, and even not even a match, but he he didn't get to have a segment or anything. Someone, please, uh, Warriors, send us anything that you have about uh, Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and fucking Bart Gunn. See if you find anything, any backstage uh, words that were you know traded, whatever. Let's let's hear it. I would love to hear what they say, man. Ah, all right, let's let's move on from that. Uh, you know what? We're going to go ahead and take a little commercial break. We've been, we've been at this for a while. I just looked at the timer. Uh, we're going to take a little commercial break. Warriors, uh, man, Hades, it was good talking about the brawl for all. Wasn't it? Oh yeah. It's, it, it? it's definitely an interesting match to talk about. Oh, totally. Totally. And, uh, we hope you guys have plenty to say about it like we do. So, uh, send us in your questions. T I W baby at gmail.com. Send us in voice messages. You can find us on Stitcher, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, anywhere you find podcasts. Just find us there. And did I say Google Play? That's the fucking app store. I meant to say, uh, what is it? Warriors, um, you can find Anchor on Google Play. Bullhorn. You can, yes, Anchor. You can find Anchor on on Google Play or the app store, whatever. You know how to reach us. Uh, We've said this. But uh, anyway, uh, we're going to take a little commercial break and uh, we're going to come back. We're going to do uh, some season announcements because uh, this is the season three finale. But we have announcements about season four and uh, maybe we can get Switchblader or Jake on the show. I'm, I'm not exactly sure. We'll, we'll just see what happens. So don't go anywhere, Warriors. We will be back. All right, welcome back, Warriors, to Talk is War Season 3 finale. Uh, once again, your hosts, Alpha Z, and of course, the Dark One, Hades. I never really get to announce you, so I just wanted to do that. Is that cool? I did that. It's good with me, man. All right. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we have some announcements about our upcoming season, Season 4. It is going to be premiering in mid or sorry, not mid-March. August. I can't give an exact date because we just have so many things going on with each of us right now, but uh, we're trying for as soon as possible. So, uh, Warriors, if you guys uh, would like to help us in any way with uh, what we can do to make the season better, just, you know, please let us know. Send us in questions. Send us in some comments. Uh, you know, just anything we can do Blah, do I don't know why my voice cracks every time I try to say something important. I don't, have you noticed that? Every time, that. every time, <laughs> like <laughs> I just sound like a fucking whale. <laughs> but anyway, um, if you guys would like to, you know, tell us how we can make talk is war more enjoyable for each of you, just let us know in any way, and. We'll do our best, man. That's, that's what we do. We're always looking to improve. And if we're stale, let us know. Because we, we can get a fresh bag for you, man. Fresh bag of talk is war. Just like, just, just like the potato chips. Just <laughs> Oh, God. But um, let's go ahead and just reflect here on uh, the season. Uh, 
had a lot of stuff happen. Uh, I, I'm sorry that, you know, uh, Switchblade or Jake can't be here to say anything, but, you know, this, this has been one hell of a season. Uh, what, what do you think, Hades? It's definitely been an interesting one. We've we've introduced a new character, and we're getting a whole hell of a lot more fan mail. We we hit we hit a ground break with our fiftieth episode. Yes, yes. Ah, if 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 we were basing our age off of how many episodes we have, we've been over the hill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's incredible to think that we've been, you know, coming this far and that we've had the 50th episode and that we've done, you know, uh, all these things that we never thought we would do, you know, and I got to say, I'm, I'm pretty proud of us all, not just with myself for, you know, kind of designing this whole thing or, well, I won't say designing, but um, not with just me, but with, you know, all of us. And from, like I said, I never thought we would get this far. For, for, a, for, a, for a few college kids back in 2013, back in 2018, that were just trying to have some fun. The fact that we've come this far makes me so happy from the dumbass egg challenge we did. <laughs> which i don't give it uh, i don't care was... i don't care what the fuck the warriors say i'm not letting you guys crack an egg on my head ever again <laughs> that, was, that was fucking fun man i i i didn't expect it to hurt that much but you know it that, hurt that because i hit you <laughs> yeah but um oh man i'm trying to think what else we did on season three um we in, we introduced a new, new show. Era. We did. We have Ground Zero and Fans Debriefed, and I, I think that's it. But Ground Zero, which is the the side podcast that we have that um, covers AEW Dynamite, and we also got um, what was the other Fans Debriefed, which we are gonna do to kick off season. Four. That was the big surprise I wanted to hide from you guys. To kick off season four, the premiere is going to be fans debriefed. So be there, be square, Warriors. And, so, you know, th- th- it's going to get better. It's going to get better. We're like fine wine, man. We, we get better with age. Send, send oh. us as much fan mail as you guys can think of. Message us on Facebook. Anything you guys can think of to get a hold of us. Send in voice messages on oh, yeah. on here. We want to answer anything and everything you guys have to ask, as long as it's not political. Yes, yes. Oh man. Well, um, we're gonna try our damn best to get uh, Switchblader and to get Jake on uh, Ground Zero because that will still be going on. So Ground Zero will still be happening. Uh, up until season four. So, you know, if you're a fan of Ground Zero, you're in luck. You're in luck. And um, it's going to be till mid-August because, again, we have so many things going on. Uh, I was just recently tested for the coronavirus because we thought someone in our family was exposed. Turns out we're good, though, you know. 
and uh, Hades, I believe you said you were too, right? Yeah, some uh, mom thought she got exposed at work, so all of us got tested, and all of us came back negative as well, including the guy that she thought she got exposed to. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, everyone's being safe. Everyone's playing it cool. Even Jake, who's at the beach right now, but, you know, he's he's been safe throughout all this, so I'm I'm going I'm to spare his ass, you know. But um, we we're, we are going to be safe, but we want you guys to do the same. And we're going to kick off season four mid-August, so do not miss it. Do not, because that is going to be the best season. You know why? Because every other season we do is the best one. Ah, God, I'm 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 just I'm I'm in a happy mood. Have you noticed? Yeah. Yeah, I'm like I'm like dancing around my room right now. I don't know why, but you know, <laughs> just just doing the podcast, just moving around, just moving. Yeah. But um, you know, warriors, we we encourage not only safety, but we also encourage uh, positivity as well. So, um, you know, if you guys are out there, if you guys are in a in a pit of doubt, pit of negativity. We got you. We're, we're going to pull you right out of that, and we're going to talk about wrestling, because that's what you like now. <laughs> oh. How many people but, do you think have found our podcast and didn't like wrestling before and started listening and now love wrestling? That, that is a good question. I, I, never, I never thought of it. That is a really good question. You know what? Maybe the Warriors can answer that. Warriors, if, if you were never you know, a wrestling fan, if, you know, if we somehow inspired you, you know, to be in this or, you know, if we just inspired you to do, you know, whatever, then, <clears throat> sorry, uh, you know, send in your messages. Uh, of course, we told you how to do it, um, but we, we try to feature every single piece of fan mail that we can. And if we don't, we've said this in the past, but if we feature you, then we're sorry. But, you know, there's a lot of emails you get lost in the show. Um, well, Hades, anything to say to the Warriors before we, uh, before we conclude this podcast? Oh, um, guys, Warriors, nothing, my, my faithful servants, it has been awesome. It has been awesome talking to all of you guys. (laughs) It has been awesome doing this podcast season. Every season's been amazing. Season three has been fan fucking tastic. And I hope you guys stick with us all the way to season four and longer. Cause we're going to, we're going to ride this horse. We're going to ride this horse into the ground as long as we can. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, 90, 99 more seasons. Yeah, we got this. But um uh from uh, on behalf of Switchblader and Jake and myself, it has been a great pleasure to uh to do this, to be doing this and to be hearing from so many people about their opinions and their thoughts and you know different types of views of this this industry, you know? And uh, like like Hades just said, we're going to run this into the ground. We will. And 
we hope you do the same. So thank you for joining us for the season three finale of your favorite professional wrestling podcast. And well, like you said before, you're going to join us for season four. So we will see you later from Alpha Z. Thank you.